Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Brent. And this is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Tis the season to be merry. That's my name. No shit. <laughs> Cue the theme song. You don't have some quiet clock. No, Bethany, those are Christmas lights. You don't throw me down, Clark. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. Save the neck for me, Clark. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. That's horrible. Okay, we're going to do <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Let's never do that again. No, never. This is the 1989 film from National Lampoons, back when they were a big thing. Chevy Chase takes the lead of this ensemble cast and goes um, follows the Griswold family in Chicago as they fumble through the Christmas season in Griswold fashion. New uh, new Audrey Russ as usual. Yeah, different Audrey and Russ is in every one. These are good Audrey and Russes though. Oh yeah, Juliet Lewis and uh, oh she's great and uh, Gillespie. Yeah, That's from right. uh, Big Bang Theory. That yeah. guy had quite a career. Like he's like one of the highest paid TV actors right now. Yeah, it's crazy. That is think. crazy. Uh, so this movie um, is a Christmas staple, and when I was a young person uh, and would watch this, would laugh heartily. Um, but it also, in my family anyway, we kind of had this as a a special movie that we would watch every year. And because you know, back in the early '90s, even DVDs were just starting to become a thing. I think. And um, my family, I don't know, we felt like we had a secret that we loved the Griswolds and we could identify with them a lot. And then I discovered later in life that a lot of families felt that way. So not as special for me as uh, it once was. My family did not watch this movie. Mm. Um, it wasn't one of our traditions, but it was always on TV. So you get you can't get away from it at Christmas. No. I think that was smart. Like when you make, this is the only one people are going to probably remember at the end of the day. I, although some of the other ones were... Okay. Of what? Christmas movies or National Lampoon? Oh, vacation. Yeah, yeah. Like this is it because it's just because of the Christmas theme. Yeah. The first one um, set a precedent and had some crazy stuff. I always love in the first one when Chevy Chase punches the moose right in the nose at the, at the theme park. Just, Chevy was just great back then. These are the, the great, this is the Chevy days when he was like at his prime. So it's interesting if you consider the other ones. So there's vacation, there's European vacation, which is the one I've seen the least just because I don't remember enjoying it. It's the worst. And we have Christmas. And then after that, years later, we got Vegas vacation. Which and is also not good. If you go back, um, in Christmas vacation, Chevy is the least ridiculous. Um, Clark's character is the least ridiculous in Christmas vacation, which is maybe why it's easier for more people to identify with. Like he has his moments where he's... Uh, sawing the tree down even though he forgets the saw in the very opening scene but later on when he cuts the tree down from his yard um and when he puts the jason mask on and um cuts the newel post off um he, he does some like fairly competent things in this movie that take away from his ridiculousness even though he still has some ridiculous scenes so i don't know he's a bit more like an everyman in this movie compared to some of the other vacation ones where like the vegas one he's a complete nut bar yeah and the same with the vacation no but he's always like super enthusiastic in all of them and wants everything to go perfectly and then when it doesn't he always blows up and has a freak out meltdown and that's that's true yeah in everyone he is uh best intentions like that's who he is 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 good old clark always has the best of intentions 
constantly fucks it up. But he's his worst enemy. Like even with the Absolutely. tree, the tree he gets, it's way too big. And that great scene where they're in bed and their sap is making the magazine <laughs> yeah. stick yeah. to their fingers. I love it. Like he caused all of that. And like Audrey's eyes are frozen. And she's like, He'll, she'll see the tree later, Clark. Her eyes are frozen. And he's like, whatever. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess what I was trying to say, like he does, he definitely is his own worst enemy, but he just, he's less silly in this one compared to the other. He drives underneath movies. a semi truck. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But something about this one, he's a little bit different. Well, as, everyone as else is well. so crazy. The family members are yeah. absurd. Yeah, but crazy. they're not even utilized with their craziness, really. Like the, the Betty Boop woman. Uh, that sings the all the patriotic songs all the time. Oh, Bethany. Like, she's the one um, and the old uncle Harold or whatever his name is. Lewis. Lewis. My tree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw me down the stairs, Clark. Okay, Aunt Bethany. What have you done to my tree? Yeah. But the rest of the in-laws aren't really used for their ridiculous. Like they could have been utilized better in this movie for like more comedic value probably. There's a little bit. I mean, so this Eddie. movie really plays on the stereotypes Eddie, of, totally of typical. Yeah, well, Eddie's his own thing, and we'll get to him. Um, but the other, <laughs> we'll the, there's you, so Eddie. many uh, family in this movie. I think some of them had to be in the background, and, and a lot of the um, the parents they play. You know, their um, the husbands are snoozing while the ladies are making the gingerbread house, and and the smoking and not smoking, and um, the being just basically downtrodden on his light show. Those little lights aren't twinkling. Uh, but Beverly, Thanks for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> but, his, but his wife kind of says it right in the beginning, and, and it remains consistent throughout the movie, is that he overdoes everything. He overdoes the Christmas lights. He overdoes yeah. the tree. He overdoes the turkey. Uh, well, I guess he didn't make that turkey. No. Other people do fuck up and are annoying. But he generally, but he also was the one who invited them all over, so he overdoes the, the festivity of having way too many people. And they all know they're crazy, but he wants to have this like traditional Norman Rockwell Christmas. Right. So he puts them in that situation. It's all because of him. It's true. And, and for as hard as he tries and then he messes up and then couple that with the fact that everybody else is a complete screw up. Um, it ends up in some Christmas yeah, hilarity. Like the squirrel gets in the house because he, <laughs> he cuts down the tree and brings it in with the squirrel. I'm going to drop it in the coat and smack it with the hammer but, but i think that's what makes it good is because he is the main character and he's the catalyst for the mayhem so his decisions are constantly causing all of the problems maybe it's that he's trying to take the lead is why i feel differently about clark in this movie compared to the other uh, vacation movies because he's everyone's kind of crazier than him he's trying he's the one trying to hold it all together so maybe that just makes him seem a little bit more together but he is not he is, in fact, not. No, it's his family, because the other ones, it's just kind of him and his family. And yeah, there's also more stuff happening to them in the other ones, isn't it? More like this one is more him doing things a lot. Like it's like a lot of this the ridiculousness is his doing, right? Like because it's, it's his house. You don't move anywhere. There's no holiday road song. That's it's just them there and Clark fucking up. <laughs> That's you know true. What I mean? As opposed yeah. to them being on the road, and then there's all these other like external kind of things that are happening. That's very way. true. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very that, true. Yeah, so it does make it different. And mm. uh, I mean, the lights thing is some of the best stuff. Like oh I God. love, I love when he can't get him to work, and the, the drum rolls, <laughs> and then I like how he's like joy to the. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, that's awesome that when he does a, that. That was your best impression ever, man. That's <laughs> I awesome. think that probably is my best impression. But uh, I, I love like, when he karate chops the the reindeer and then kicks the Santa. <laughs> I'd lose it. He every like time punches that it in the face. Yeah, and like dents its face. It's so funny. And then I love when he's like, 
and then he plugs in the lights and Just they come she on. Just the switch. Yeah. yeah. It's that big, like... Yeah. yeah, and then the the meter starts running and you see the power draining. Yeah, they have to add in the <laughs> auxiliary the power. They have to add nuclear power. And that, that all started a fad of um, Christmas light uh, on houses thing. Over I mean, the next I'm sure couple they... of years, you used to see online um, when the internet became more of a thing than it was in the 90s. Um you used to see people doing their crazy Christmas houses and you used to see pictures of all the, all the crazy I can crazy only imagine the that there's probably like tons of Christmas light porn out there on the internet that people just like go and look at. They Everyone's... used to coordinate it to music and then have the flashy lights going to songs and stuff like that. Well, yeah. it's like a sense of, of pride for a lot of these people. They'll call themselves the, a Griswold house, right? Like, yeah, that's like, it. Um, I know a guy who even has a Christmas uh, sweater that says Griswold on the back because he's so proud of like is just like a horrendously overdone light you show. You can buy know? those jerseys on uh, Amazon. It's a Blackhawks jersey with Griswold double zero, I think. Oh, yeah. oh no way! Yeah. See, like that's the cultural like in, that's how that's much this movie's ingrained. Yeah. Well, for uh, for a Christmas um, a family Christmas thing this year, um, we got um, we gave as a gift the moose. The, the moose mugs, which oh. you can also get on Amazon. Amazon.ca for all your needs. Get Prime for only $80. The Wallywood, Wall, Wally World moose? Yeah. yeah it's that's the, what they're drinking about. Yeah, the, yeah from the eggnog. they're drinking the eggnog. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You could get those. Mm. That's awesome. Okay, so the other thing about that is I saw the other day on TV that there's one of these guys who does a Griswold house, and he's been doing it for years and takes, like you guys said, pride. And, you know, that's his big... He, like, builds up the whole year to do this. And... uh the community, um, his neighbors and stuff are so pissed off because of the traffic and stuff that the city is trying to charge him to pay for police to be there at night to like coordinate and parking. They have, they have to, he has to pay like a bunch of money for parking wow. so everyone can park their vehicles in a certain <laughs> area so they can walk over to the house and he's pissed because this is his big thing and he doesn't want to pay the $1,000 a night to accommodate the city. So Just $1,000 a night in electric bills. Probably, but it's interesting that like people. Well, that's the cultural impact of the movie. Like this is a this is not many. I don't think there'd be many people this day who would not know or not have seen this movie because, as Brent says, it's on TV all the time. It's like an in-your-face Christmas movie. It's, um, I think it's tame enough for for young people to watch. Yeah, there's no nudity. Um, there's very little swearing. There's a close to nudity, but nothing nothing crazy. Uh, everything with Mary is uh, is on the up and up. Can't see the line, can you, Russ? Nope. nope. <laughs> um, and it's funny. It's got adult for uh, or, uh, humor for adults, humor for the younger folk. It's good. Yeah, it still it still yeah. is funny. And and Chevy does his thing, which is um, that kind of bumbling. It's like the one of the best examples of Chevy doing his shtick is the uh, the the ladder with the lights. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a classic chase. So it's got that mix of slapstick. It's got that mix of one-liners and it's got that mix of funny characters that um, in movies that try and replicate that today, I don't know. There's just some of the, some of the same magic just, just isn't there. I don't know. That's what Chevy was the best at and this movie personifies it maybe more than any other movie he's done. This the, is classic for him. The, the movie, like the content of the movie and the humor in the movie, like the whole everything about this is kind of like a remnants of a bygone era. Like... The family that's in there like that's not a typical thing anymore i know it probably exists in a few you know houses around the world but it's not typical that big family gathering the big christmas all the lights all that stuff anymore like you don't even see houses decorated that often anymore so it just all to me seems like kind of like a it's it's very dated in that sense but still funny yeah 
I and for, I guess because that's what I kind of grew up with is the the you know you at least do some lights the family visits sometimes the the family would come stay with you that kind of stuff so maybe when I see it these days I kind of agree I'm living a different life in a condo right now so I really don't get to see that kind of thing but maybe it still happens somewhere I don't know oh definitely no it's 100% does I mean especially in the states where this movie takes place I mean there's a lot of people who still have the big Thanksgiving Christmas fa family gatherings of yeah. course I mean depending on well, we have big gatherings, but I mean, like, they have, like, the whole big, like, red carpet Christmas displays and yeah. all that stuff. And the family know? stays for, like, a week, it seems. Yeah, like, we never even get to Christmas Day in this thing, and they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> and the brother and the sister sleeping in the same bed together, that was hilarious, too. He's, like, get he's off me, flopping, on, fungus. flopping on her. <laughs> and I love, one of my favorite scenes, and always has been, is when Clark's in the attic. Oh, yeah, and he's reminiscing on the tapes. And yeah, and he's hiding the uh, gifts. And I, I like how they, like, he finds old gifts. Yeah, the Mother's <laughs> Day gift from, like, 83 or something. Yeah. He's and, dressed like a genie. Yeah. Yeah, he's just putting on whatever he can find. <laughs> <laughs> to stay warm. And then he falls through the ceiling and yeah. lands on the bunk bed. Yeah, but it doesn't... The funniest part about that is that it doesn't really affect him. Like, just bad things are so commonly happening to him that he falls through and he just kind of, like, his face is... Near He's just, yeah, he's dead. He's like, he starts putting the hands out to get the warmth from yeah. the below, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then the him being on the door, like, because that's really funny, because you don't know he's on the door, the trap door, until yeah. she, she it, it cuts it with her pulling the string, and, and they cut it right after he falls, which is perfect because yeah. that's it's funny enough already. You don't it would be overkill. You don't need to see the aftermath. Yeah, he'd be rolling and tumbling. And uh, all that would yeah. Be the much. aftermath is definitely not the joke there. Yeah. It's the fact that he, uh, like it's great timing. There's some really funny stuff in this. There is. This and, is and, a, probably the best last best John Hughes movie that he wrote. John Hughes was on fire at this point, wasn't he? Like, and this, is, this is the end. And I this. think this was around the end of his. Was it? Because after this, he like started writing under a pen name and doing like those Beethoven, terrible Beethoven movies and the stuff. Dog Beethoven movies. Yeah, yeah. He, Jesus. But Christ. he changed his pen name to uh, something else. <laughs> Dogenstein. Edmund Dante. Oh. From uh, that book. Dante's Inferno. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so no. yeah, this is like classic John Hughes for sure. Yeah. Um, so then we get introduced into the whole mix, um, two good, uh, secondary characters. Well, three actually, but, uh, one is the couple of Margot and Todd, um, which are probably some of their lines is, um, what I model my life most after, um, <laughs> being a, a childless couple. <laughs> not that I, not that I'm a yuppie, but I actually relate with them as well. I, What's that? You're a dink. You're a, yeah, you dink. are a dink. dink. They're dinks too. Yeah. Um, but no, I think those two I actually relate with the most now. Yeah. I just don't know why they're living in the suburbs instead of downtown Chicago. It doesn't make any sense no. why they live in beside they him. They don't have a family. It's clear they don't even want one. Yeah. No. I think back in back in that day, you'd still want that suburb house, even if you didn't have kids, because that would be a status symbol to have your own single family dwelling with a nice <laughs> yeah. property. They just happen to get put next to the craziest family in history it, but i love their their silver track suits the, the those are like sweatsuits i've looked to buy them online so i could dress up uh, for christmas but they are like the no breathable sweat suits that you wear when you're trying to sweat off yeah you're going to water steam when you're a fighter so they're like they'd be dangerous to wear all night you yeah. just be like oh, okay i'm done i'm done playing todd I, I also find it interesting that back then because because that was kind of the ideal thing that everyone wanted was a family and a house and kids yeah that they're kind of the villains it's like oh the yuppie couple yeah. and they're they're, they're totally reasonable dicks. yeah i know yeah. they are reasonable he's the dick where are you gonna put that tree 
Bend over and I'll show you. You got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, they're the villains somehow, yet he's the one who's doing all that horrible shit to them. And why so. is the floor wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like they—they're supposed to be unlikable because they're because they're not they're like. Prissy but, and, yeah, but yeah. that's the thing is that yuppies by themselves or being dual income, no kids, or even being like a little bit pretentious—not a big problem. But it's because they're—they're they're always got this arrogant thing yeah. about them that makes them the the evil guys. But like, that's what I mean. They're is... immediately judging him when they pull up with the tree, right? Like that's like the yeah. first introduction you have to them is just them being dicks out of the blue i hope so. he slips and breaks his neck i'm sure he'll fall but i don't think we'll be lucky enough to have him break his neck <laughs> let's go that's what i mean though they make them those characters because that's kind of the that was kind of the uh the generalization of yeah. what those people were back then was yeah. they'd have to be really successful they drink i know something about the family unit versus just the couple that didn't have kids you'd have to be like really successful or you'd be flaunting your money because you wouldn't be spending it on the children and that would be like look down on and you'd also be looking down on the breeders and think that they were assholes yeah and losers. yeah they have all attitude and yeah so i think that's interesting culturally that that kind of was <laughs> the way that they people looked at people who were like them back then that was kind of the uh, stereotype mm -hmm. yuppies they're funny though they're a nice little julia louis dreyfus making her making her appearance here and she's perfect for the role and uh yeah. i forget the other guy's name he's um he's been in a bunch but in kind of the background Todd? yeah Really? Yeah. I I've never seen him, I don't think. A lot of toothpaste I think commercials, I think. There's no, like a no, ton he's, of... he's done more than that. It's so but... funny because actually there's a ton of really big name actors in this. Um, the, some of the older characters are like really famous, famous actresses. Well, that woman was legit Betty Boop. Like that woman that sings that stuff like used to be the voice of Betty Boop. Yes, that's correct. Um, May her... Questel is her name. Yeah, yes, and there's yeah, another yeah. one, a lad. I can't remember what her name is. She was like a super famous actress though. Is Nicholas Guest, that's who plays Todd. Oh, and then of course uh, yeah. Raymond's mother, Doris Roberts, is in this. That she was huge. She became a huge star on Everybody Loves Raymond after this. Well, and the the father, uh, the father-in-law is is a big name. I can't remember his name right and now. Then but I've seen him in a million. Bill Murray's e. Marshall. Bill Murray's he plays Art. Art. Dad. Bill Murray's brother plays the. Uh, Brian Dole Murray plays the uh, boss, his boss that uh, they oh, kidnapped. Oh, Mr. Shirley? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, everyone in here is crazy famous. Who's perfect? Yeah. Like, that guy's such a perfect boss role for this because he's such a grump. And, like, in that scene where they elongate the desk to, like, illustrate, like, his power dynamic. Like, yeah. it's just all, like, he's, and he's sitting at the other end all grumbly. Put and, them with the others. And the same present. Griswold. He's got the same present there. Yeah. Yeah. And Diane Ladd is in this. Who's like super, super Thank famous actress. Thank you for thinking actress. of us. <laughs> and, and then we're forgetting about Get me Eddie. somebody. Anybody. Eddie is uh, uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, yeah. So, so he's the other show stealer of this. Um, always in these ones. He Yeah. He's, he's way, he's as per usual, way over the top. But uh, oh my God, he's just. He's Shitter's hilarious. full. Yeah. I like, and then the uppies come out and they look at him. And he's like, he his assumption Merry is Christmas. that they're, they're, he's like, Shitter was full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just explains it simply what he's doing. Oh the gas and the uh, storm drain. Yeah. Little little things with Eddie when he's shopping with Clark and and Clark's offering to pay for the kids' presents and all that, and he's putting like light bulbs or something, and Eddie's just chucking bags of dog food on yeah, top like of how it. How many different types of dog food does he? Yeah, need? he put in. He put in like snots needs to eat, man. Everywhere they went, everywhere they walked, he was putting stuff in the basket. 
and it was all giant bags of dog food. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, without question, he ne he wasn't asking. There's no permission. No. He no, just, just knew that's what they're getting. Piling it on. Well, that's even when he's like, We're, we want to help out with the kids' Christmas. And he's like, no, we couldn't. We couldn't. Yeah. Well, here's a list. Yeah, here's a list. <laughs> and I want to get something real nice for you, too, yeah. Buck. Make sure you're real nice. <laughs> An oh boy does he kidnapping. Yeah, oh, the kidnapping's nice, awesome, and he wraps him in a bow. Yeah, just so, like Clark asked for. Do you guys have a hard time feeling sorry for Clark now watching this? Because back then, it might not have been as typical, but if you look at his house nowadays, that is a mansion. Yeah. Like, that place is beautifully large and out of, like, yeah. out of control. Yeah, and he makes it seem like they're in financial trouble. And so we get to see a bit more of Clark's job, and he's got something in, um, like, research and development, and he's yeah. making that... The, the enhanced cri CRISPR thing for the cereal that... <laughs> yeah, the coating. It's, it's uh, semi-osmotic, yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck he says it is. It's hilarious. So he seems like really bright yeah. uh, and good at his job. I also love the scene at his work where all the executives are going by. Is it Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy <laughs> Like That's all great. But it seems like he's got a big office and yeah. a window of view. So it's funny when you hear him say he doesn't have the money in his account to cover the deposit. Uh, to cover that check. Who writes checks anymore, by the way? Um, so that's all pretty funny. And then he gets a one-year membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, that's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> yeah, oh, bonuses. Right. I cut out bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> Mister, if I had a rubber hose, I would beat you. <laughs> <laughs> they go a little overboard uh, with the... the um, uh, insertion boss. into the house yeah the the police oh that's right like his house does legit get destroyed because mm -hmm. if you think about it the lights he he fucks up the house with his lights then that the fire tree fire the tree fire the dog <laughs> destroys the house chasing the squirrel that's and then the, the police cats burn through the carpet oh shit yeah his carpet gets oh, destroyed yeah. and then the police come through all his windows yeah smash through them jump through them yeah his house is destroyed it's like that house like it, the, the his his um bonus would have had to have covered the repairs like barely insurance maybe. might have got some or all of that who's who what insurance the police busted through that's the windows. That do you have true. insurance for that is insurance cover home yeah, i don't know and it, like mr shirley says he's not going to press charges i don't know at that point it might be too far to it not make press charges difference. no yeah, you can't you can't not press charges when you've committed a felony it's not the police don't just go oh you're not offended yeah. by that yeah, felony the, no the problem the district attorney would be like we are laying charges in this case we are we don't yeah. need oh, this absolutely. guy to press charges like there was obvious kidnapping yeah he's got stockholm syndrome so he's just like oh, he does no invite the SWAT team to stay and have Christmas. They actually though. do. I think they do stay and have some eggnog or something. <laughs> and, and she says, like, this is our first kidnapping. But it's not. There's a kidnapping in just about every movie of That's theirs. That's true. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And the first one, they kidnapped John Candy. And yeah. then she <laughs> gets the kidnapped. Gun. She gets kidnapped in European. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true, too. Brent's that's right. A There's a kidnapping, kidnapping in every fucking movie. Is there one in Vegas? Uh, uh, no, no, maybe no. not Vegas. Unless you count uh, Wayne Newton kind of is trying to... Oh, yeah, sexually. Well, he's he's trying to get on her, and she wants it, so... I'm surprised, actually, that's interesting. Wayne, that Newton? Wayne Newton, come on. Come on, that hairspray. <laughs> yeah. Numb, Somebody numb. Smell that but, this is, but this would definitely be my favorite of all of the vacation movies. Uh, 100%. It's yeah. by far the best. It's just... It's, it's, it's timely for the Christmas period. Like, it's really smart to do a movie with Christmas as the background. The fact that it, it all happens around that one central location but brings all the characters to them, it allows for some great comedy without having to change locales or having some kind of a 
like in, in the other movies, they have to travel from one place to the other. So it's the external factors that mm -hmm. are kind of ruining Clark to the, the best he tries. But this one really allows for some tight slapstick, um, which just all works. I mean, I'm not the hugest fan of any slapstick uh, movies. Most of them are, are kind of cheddar. But this one, for whatever reason, I don't know, it does well. Yeah. It's a and farce, right? It's just a good farcical movie. Farcical? Is that a movie? It's a farce? Um, it's a farce, but farcical. can you say farcical? I think farcical is fine. I, I also it's got some great it. farcicality to it. it the, the farcicality is out of control. <laughs> I would also suggest that if I was going to take out anything, or I think something didn't fit, it would probably be the sliding with the bowls where he rubs oh, the... That. It's yeah. so funny though. I just feel like it's, it's funny a little... instantly because you expect that maybe he's going to slide and it's going to go fast, but he's instantly at a million miles per <laughs> but hour. But that's why I feel like it's the only thing. I feel like everything else is kind of based on reality. Like even when he puts his car under the truck and then he jumps the snow and the, his car crashes into the lot, that could all have happened. But I just feel like the sled thing is almost feels like it belongs in a different movie. I, that was just my it, feeling. It, it is. And there's no continuity to that. Like Clark doesn't get injured in any way that carries on. Um, but if we did cut that scene, then we would miss Eddie saying that every time his wife fired up the microwave, he'd piss his pants and forget who he was for half an hour. <laughs> so, maybe, so now he has a plastic plate. So, in his head. So That's maybe. Awesome. Well, and he goes, I just cut this plastic one. So, you know, I, you know, not really like he's implying the safety aspect of it. And Clark goes, would it really make a difference, Eddie? <laughs> and then Eddie talks about it like, like a physical difference. Like it yeah, wouldn't the it'd make actual a difference damage in the part would be a in his hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over here, nothing. But like, over here, my part just wouldn't yeah, look the same. Yeah, he just doesn't want his head to look weird. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care what his brain. Yeah, I love that. I do too. And but I mean, maybe you could have just edited it differently so it doesn't have that super crazy speed. Like I mean, it is funny. Yeah. It's not that it's not funny. I just feel like it kind of didn't fit the rest of the movie. But yeah. it, it didn't ruin it's, the movie. You could remove it, and it wouldn't. No, yeah, problem. exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Is I'm always kind of thinking. I mean, I don't know. I'm always trying to re-edit movies for some. Yeah, reason. like this movie's under 140. It's one yeah. 137 with credits, so it's it's perfect length. Like get in, get out. Yeah. keep it funny. And people out there are writing comedies now, like you can't be going over 140 in a no. comedy. 130 is like the the ultimate. Apatow makes this mistake. I mean, they they even make jokes about it on roast. Apatow's movies are way too long. Well, 2 hours and 20 now. minutes. It's like constantly yeah, get, pushing get time, right? It's cuz the directors are getting a lot of uh leeway and final cut, especially when you're someone like Apatow, so they get more screen time for product placement. They should be Maybe. taking notes from Uncle Lewis. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> yeah, that's actually Lewis my favorite line. Point, yeah, for real. I do a good Lewis. That's oh. my favorite. That's my favorite line the in the blessing. movie. Blessing. <laughs> 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 the blessing. Grace has been dead for thirty years. Oh, <laughs> we? What, what, what is her lines when she comes into the house? Other than "Don't throw me down, Clark." Um, Are we at the airport? Yeah, are we at the airport, Clark? <laughs> is your house on fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, Aunt Bethany. Is, is your house on fire is maybe my favorite. Yeah. Is your house on fire, Clark? <laughs> no, it's the lights. <laughs> there is a lot of lights, though. Oh, yeah. oh, my God, yeah. But then the way the directing is done when they get the lights to work and, and everyone is, like, congratulating him. I, I really love his father and the way him and his father interact and stuff and the way his father congratulates him for the lights. And then Clark, she's a beaut, Clark. And she's then Clark a beaut. throws him a bone, and he's like, 
What does he say? He's like, I, I learned, learned everything I learned about uh, exterior about lighting, exterior illumination. illumination. Yeah. yeah, from you. And he's like, thank you, son. <laughs> and then he like moves over to Eddie, like without a beat. You see, like yeah, that's him the put first intro of Eddie. Yeah, and he doesn't realize that that something's changed badly, and that Eddie's there. I love that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I love that scene. And then I love the introduction of the children. Like the one is mute or something. Yeah, oh, she's not cross-eyed anymore. Falls down a well, eyes go cross. Gets kicked by a mule, eyes go right again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, there's great lines. There's great characters. This movie's filled with great characters. Even the old ladies watching, they all smoke cigarettes and they're watching the TV, the parades. Yeah, and keep turning it up to cover the snoring of the dudes. And Yeah. To me, the best character, though, probably be Beverly D'Angelo. Um, Love her. She is... Like she makes these movies without her character to play off of Clark. Like she's yeah. perfect. She's a perfect wife. She allows everything. She doesn't really get mad. She just kind of like wants to have a discussion about things sometimes. You know what I mean? She's so supportive and she's great looking. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting to you say that because Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Was, I always found her to be like a really attractive woman when she was older and stuff too, even, yeah. but like, not like in a, a not week, an entourage. Like, no. Well, not in that trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still would, but it's not anymore. I don't know what to say, except it's Christmas and we're all in misery. <laughs> yeah, John she, can do like, John could do the whole movie. I think I could. We should just get into the I've, movie. I've seen this movie. Maybe this would be the movie I've seen more than any other. We should, we should just have him do all the lines from the whole movie as our hold up. I've also never watched a movie with John that he couldn't just do the whole dialogue. No, that's for. true. But this one's he's I think that's he's nailing the weird useless talent. He's got he's total nailing the impressions though today too though. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it was a coffee. Oh yeah, a little bit of coffee. Um yeah, I mean this movie has enough slapstick that you don't notice any any gaps in the acting, but I don't think there are any because this has such a good ensemble cast. This isn't a movie you'd watch for the directing. It's all competent, the the cinematography and everything. Is, it is what it needs to be for this kind of movie. No um, one has any complaints? <sighs> Criticisms? I don't know. It's silly, right? It's not supposed to be serious. So, I mean, you, you couldn't really question anyone's motivations or, or anything like that. Why well, I don't anyway. I feel like that's all covered pretty well. I yeah. feel like everyone's like, uh, does a good job at conveying what they're supposed to be conveying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't really have any complaints about this movie um, because it's, it's silly and it gets across what it needs to get across. It gets it across quickly. And I laugh heartily for as many times and as many years. I mean, this is what, 30 years old now. Oh, it's the least. Jesus. Oh, you're right. It is. So, and still, um, if we're calling an end to this, I'd say this movie still holds up um, for, for all the right reasons, because it's solid uh, and a good Christmas flick and has enough pieces of different families that uh, I think anyone could get behind. Um, it's a very white movie, I guess. <laughs> typical, typical Hughes. White suburban Chicago. White suburban Chicago. Yeah. So is there, even, is there even a black person in the movie? No. No. Of no, no other race, I don't think. Not even at his work. But once again, no. it's, it's a white suburban and they're all white. Yeah. So their family's all white. I yeah. mean, it makes sense. So I, I, I guess like... It's yeah. not a, it's definitely not, was definitely not done intentionally or in a, no, in no, a mean spirited it, it, way. Yeah, no, not in a mean spirited you way. You could have made, it's, it's lacking, like no. Best uh, case scenario, you could have made the yuppies, one of them, like you could have made them an interracial Asian couple or something. Or something like yeah, that. anything other than white uh, yeah. maybe would have been good, but I, I can't fault the movie crazy. No, for that, that works not well too because they're white yuppies. In it's a bad intentional. Way. It's just the time. It's yeah, just the time. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it totally works. And it, it's, it doesn't come off mean spirited in any, any kind of way, I don't think. Yeah. Like even to the family and stuff, there's a, and the swearing and stuff, like 
they always put in just enough swearing that when someone does swear, especially Clark, it's, he, it's funny. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where's the time and all? I feel like <laughs> to me, this holds up as a, once again, a period piece. Like you said, a snapshot yeah. of a certain time yeah. where, where family and Christmas. And so, yeah, for me, it does hold up as well. And I just miss Chevy, like yeah. the old Chevy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still, these movies don't, a lot of his movies don't hold up, but I still like the, some moments from like Spies Like Us or from the Fletch oh, movies. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess I also like, like him in this still too. Yeah. Even though I, I know he's a real dick in life, apparently, but yeah, yeah. But I let that slide for who his cares about for his talent. <laughs> what do you think, Brent? I, I think it holds up. I think that it's got a lot. Of, like the movie is dated, but all the humor isn't right. Like the the in laws are all quirky and kind of annoying in their own way, and that's all relevant to everybody. Kind of has some in laws that they feel a certain way about, and they're kind of get on their nerves. The physical humor is still really funny. The the light gags, the gag with the sledding, like all of these things could translate to a modern day movie, no problem. We still right? have all these things. Yeah. We have lights, we have family, we have sleds. Yeah, it's snow. just snow. It's totally just drawing on the same comical aspects that still exist. So I don't think that we lose anything there in translation over the years, and I think that it totally holds up. I think that the, what you just said about the comedy, I think that is the big thing is the comedy still holds up. It's still funny. It's yeah. not yeah. dated. The humor is not dated so that the jokes don't work anymore. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can't watch a Three Stooges show and it doesn't hold up anymore. Like, with the boop, wop, 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 wop. Like, that's different. That's old, old, old yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because it's not, there's not a topic there of, of funny. That's the type of funny that's dated. But here, it's, there's actual topicals and then they're just applied with Chevy Chase, who, like, kind of has that timeless thing about him. Yeah. And thinking about his career, this may be one of the only movies that does still probably completely hold up. I wonder. Yeah, we could go back and. I'd have Watch to even some think about Chevy's his others, like catalog. But Fletch and Fletch lives, and yeah, I would imagine those don't. But I don't know. I haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Can I get you anything, Eddie? More eggnog? Drive you out in the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? <laughs> nah, I'm fine, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised, Clark? If I woke up tomorrow with my head stapled to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am now, Eddie. <laughs> so Eddie, I think Eddie is also like in three of the four movies. He is. He's in the first yeah. one because they go to his European, house. Right? Yeah, that's the only one. I don't think he is. Yeah. And then in Vegas, he lives out in the desert and they go visit him. Oh, for the money, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a highlight in all of them. Yeah. Oh, big time. Love Randy Quaid in this movie. And Clark pulls off, once again, like Beverly D'Angelo. Brent said playing off Chevy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Chevy playing off of him is yeah. also what it's makes like it It's like the work. level of craziness, right? Like Randy it's Quaid's the craziest Eddie and... Chevy seems normal compared to him, and then Beverly D'Angelo seems normal compared to. Yeah, compared yeah it's to the Chevy. reason why um, the Arrested Development, the first, I haven't seen the second one, but the Arrested Development uh, season on Netflix didn't work, is because they didn't have the cast together, and the family playing off Michael is what makes it funny. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't just have a bunch of crazy people being crazy. You need the person judging them. Mm -hmm. Except for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where that works just fine. Everyone's yeah. I don't even crazy. know how they do that, but that's yeah, true. That is true. But they the, judge each other, though. That's true. They, they're yeah, all yeah. so egocentric that they're always judging one another. Yeah, it's perfect. They're crazy and judging one another. Did, did <laughs> you each guys put together crazy. that Randy Quaid is Dennis Quaid's brother? Because I didn't realize that until this week. Seriously? Just because I don't names, know why. Yeah. They're so... Like, can you imagine that family dinner? Like... <laughs> <laughs> there's a really funny there's a really funny either family guy or american dad where they go to to dennis quaid's house and uh to talk to him and 
he he scares Randy out of the bushes and Randy's in his underwear and he's like, get out of here, Randy. Get out of here. And he's like chasing him with like a garbage can lid. Oh my God. It's really funny. Yeah, um, I totally did not put it together. Oh too. yeah, no. Yeah, they look similar. It looks like oh, twins. Man. Like that same aspect. It's like one got all the good stuff and the other got all, all the... All the crappy stuff? Oh, I thought... Yeah, one's oh a genetic gosh. defect. I'm super sorry, Randy Quaid. I fucking love we you. We love but... you. Yeah, we love you, but you're the shitty brother. Yeah, okay. that was... <laughs> brother. Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> Save the neck. Uh, sweet. Oh, oh, we never talked about that. Okay, so I we just before we wrap it up, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite scenes is when they're eating dinner and the turkey is as dry as cardboard. It explodes, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're all trying to eat quietly and enjoy their meal and they're all having a difficulty chewing. Yeah, they're, they're all having to drink it down. <laughs> the like, noise, the cutting and the chewing. And, and Beverly D'Angelo has a beautiful moment where she has something on her fork and she flicks, flicks it away off, and yeah. then pretends to eat it. And then Clark cuts himself some of the jello mold and looks very happy as he's smiling at people at the table and takes a bite and starts chewing into what turns out to be cat food. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> has to wash it down with water. Oh, and the dog is is making that horrible sound uh-huh. under the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he got it. He got it up. <laughs> yeah. He was probably just reading through the trash. Classic. Yeah, I love this movie. Anyway, you, great you serious, movie. Clark? About Santa Claus. I'm actually happy we had three holds up because I thought that this wasn't going to hold up. Yeah. I I felt like it wasn't going to. Yeah. Because I love movies, but when I view them uh, um, objectively for this show, uh, I was worried about this too, but I love it. I love it. And I will watch it again on Christmas Eve with the family because that's what you do. Um, It's a rarity. Rare for a themed movie like this to hold up over the years, but I think Brent covered it best. There's just nothing that is out of date even though it's a it's a a period piece basically a Mm -hmm. snapshot of 1989 and the griswold family christmas yeah i probably actually even watch this movie again before the end of the year with family i like i just like watching it with different people to get their reactions because everyone laughs at something different um and it's got something for everybody love it love the movie yeah if you haven't seen it in a while uh enjoy and merry christmas to everybody yeah merry christmas folks this is our christmas episode for you um and there's lots more great christmas movies to come yeah happy festivus yes and we will have more episodes in the new year. Yeah, we'll see you in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. We love you. We love you so much. Thanks again for Brent to come out again. Yeah, thanks, Brent. Yeah, Good I don't to have love you. anybody. <gasps> you can't I'm come back. Man. Not a Merry Christmas, so Grinch. No. 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 All right, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.